Hey guys, this is Rick Godwin, pastor of Summit Church here in San Antonio. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we're excited to have you on our podcast. Our goal is to inspire you and to challenge you and help everyone realize their full potential in Christ. Now enjoy the message. Genesis 21, I'm gonna come there in a few minutes. Genesis 21, I wanna talk to you about dreaming again. So a question, because of your age, your past, a failure, circumstances, or long season of time, for that reason, or one of those reasons, you've laid the dream down. You've abandoned hope for it. You figure it's not gonna happen. You don't even think about it anymore. You've stopped believing it could even be a possibility. Maybe you've had a failure and your attitude will be, well, God won't use that me or won't have that come to pass again. And I wanna prove to you, you're wrong. So I wanna challenge you today to dare to dream again. Dare to dream again. God gives everybody a dream, a purpose, a mission, a plan for their life. Everybody. A dream is a projection of a God-given destiny. You see it out in your future. It's who God sees you to be in your future. When God told uh, Gideon, I am with you, O mighty man of valor, this guy was not mighty. He was not a man of valor. He was hiding in a wine press. But God spoke to him about his future, how God saw him in the future. So it could be a mess right now. But when God speaks to you, it's about where you're going and where he wants you to be. So it's a vision of where you shall be in God's will. But with all of God's dreams comes hell's nightmare to steal the dream. And if you don't learn to endure the nightmare, I'm sorry, you'll never experience the dream. And too many people give up and quit because they had a dream planted by God in their heart, but then comes the nightmare. It is a biblical pattern. Aren't you excited? It's impossible for God to give you a dream for your life, your marriage, your children, without the enemy coming in with his nightmare to destroy. And unless you can endure hell's nightmare, you'll never experience heaven's dream for your life. The moment most people give up is usually the moment of greatest opportunity. Everything you want is on the other side of not giving up. I don't care how anointed you are, cute you are, hot you are, how righteous you are. If God gives you a dream, I promise you a nightmare will come yet it's on the way. It's the highway to your destiny. You can't get to the dream without that little highway called nightmare. So that highway through hell will do a number of things. It'll purify you. It'll purify your motives. It'll sort you out. Can God trust you in trouble? See, the moment the enemy senses you have a God-given dream, he will try to steal kill and destroy that dream with a nightmare. And if God can trust you in trouble, it is a vote of his confidence in you. See, trouble is a vote of heaven's confidence in you. Your trouble is the pathway to triumph. 
Your pain is your pathway to higher praise. Your mess is the pathway to the miraculous things of God in your life. The dream tells you where you're going. The nightmare is your pathway to it. So adversity, if you consider it with the right perspective biblically, will advance you. Calvary was the pathway to Jesus' dream of the church. Remember, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There's the dream. And the devil said, I don't think so. We'll nail you to a cross. And when Jesus stepped out of that tomb, the nightmare became the highway to his dream. Now, the purpose of a dream is twofold. First, to give you a sense of destiny, something to pull you forward when everything's falling apart. It, it gives you a sense that I'm born for this. I was made for this. This fits me like a tailor-made suit. That's what it, 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 you just know it's true. You don't hate what God made you for. You'll love it when you do it. And the more you do it, the more you'll enjoy it and the better you get at it. And secondly, that dream is to inspire you to reach for it to stretch you. It's always beyond your capacity right now. It's beyond your experience, beyond your resources. So it will stretch you. It'll move you out of your comfort zone. It'll push you beyond what you think you are capable of doing. Now, the nightmare is threefold. First, it's about self-discovery. You're going to find out who you are real quick. You'll discover your security can't be about what other people think or what other people say about you. It's gotta be in God himself. Secondly, it's about God discovery. You'll find out more about God in your dark hour than your sunshine days. God said in 1 Kings chapter eight, he dwells in thick darkness. If you wanna find out more about God, he will allow you to go through some darkness, times of darkness. Think about it. If you're always on top, always successful, sun always shining, never a bad day, we hate you. <laughs> you can't live there. You won't learn anything. But in darkness, you'll quickly learn more about who God is in a dark place, in a lonely place, times you feel forgotten and you don't understand what's happening, what's going on. And some of you are walking through that kind of a darkness right now. God has you cornered, and I promise he's doing a mighty work in your life. You're going to find out who you are and who you're not, and you'll find out who God is. See, if you don't get in the ring to fight, you don't know what you're capable of. You don't know where you're weak. You don't know where you're strong. You haven't been tested. So God will allow the enemy to test you to check you out. Can he trust you in trouble? Are you going to cut and run? And the third thing a nightmare will do is to shut the devil's mouth. When your nightmare is over, like Job, he will shut the devil's mouth. When your nightmare is over, it will silence the voices of hell that are screaming at you, you're no good. God's a liar. You'll never be anything. You won't make it. You might as well give up. Take your life. You're a failure, a loser. See, that nightmare is going to shut the devil's mouth when God turns it around. And I promise you, he will turn it around. 
Do you realize that everything that's ever been built is the direct result of a dream and persistence to that dream? The Bible says you have need of persistence that after you have done the will of God, you might obtain the promise. Church doesn't spend much time on those characteristics, but those are the ones that help you make it or break it. See, so you got to have persistence to that dream as those dreamers who made everything we enjoy in life did to come true. They had to persist at it. Somebody who would not give up. Now, Jesus proved that you got to go beyond the nightmare to get to the dream. When he hung on the cross and he rose the third day, he proved and validated that. Job proved if you endure the nightmare, you'll experience the dream. And God blessed Job and gave him double everything he had lost. Even Joseph had a dream at 17 years of age, but then came the nightmare. He was imprisoned, sold as a slave, false accusation, then put in a prison. And that pit became the pathway to the palace to the dream. I'm sure he didn't recognize it when it was happening, but it's been written for our instruction and encouragement. See, if you can't endure the nightmare, you'll never experience the dream. There is no easy street in the Christian life. Well, it's easy to go to heaven, but it's not easy to live on earth. And the closer you get to the fulfillment of your dream, the tougher it gets. Hey, you see it in football. Not always with Dallas, but you see it in football. Come on, come on. <clears throat> a team can get on that field and run and pass and make heavy gains, chew up massive yardage. But when they get down close to the end zone, the red zone, or say the five-yard line, defense calls a timeout and puts in their biggest and baddest players. They weigh 400 pounds. They cuss, they spit, they bite, they play dirty. And they say to your face, if you're on the offense, if you try to come five more yards, we'll rip your head off. Now, some of you right now are facing some gigantic demonic spirits, and you don't understand why. Well, it's just a sign you're closer to the dream than you've ever been before. Some of you are so close, so close. Hell has brought out its biggest, nastiest, determined demonic spirits to get you to give up in the middle of a nightmare. Why? So you'll never experience the dream. Now, I'm preaching to you today, folks. The purpose of the nightmare is to discourage you to give up on the dream. And if you don't get some fresh oil every once in a while, you'll quit and throw in the towel. That's why you can't afford to stay out of church once a month, come in here, or to go to some dead lethargic church that doesn't challenge you. Because every now and then, you need the power of the Holy Spirit touching or moving on your life again. So the enemy doesn't steal the dream of a blessed family, a blessed life, a blessed career. And that's God's will for every life in here. He promises that in Jeremiah. My plans for you are good, not evil. See? So the nightmare is the dream stealer. Nightmare just says, ah, oh, come on, give up. What's the use? It'll never happen. I'm too old. I had a failure. Or this has happened, or I don't have the money or the resources, or it's been a long delay, so I guess God's not going to do it. And if you read through the Bible, you find out people went through every one of those things and came out on top. 
If you want to give yourself to something, give yourself to something worth failing over. Even if I'm failing trying to be like Jesus, at least I'm trying. You're not a failure because you failed. You're a failure when you quit. See, the nightmare was the pathway for the dream for Joseph. 21 years. The nightmare was the pathway to the dream for Job. The nightmare was the pathway to the dream of the church for Jesus. So you need to say a little self-talk to yourself. I'm on my way to my dream. I'm going to be mighty in God. I am not through. I am not finished. I am not settling. I am moving forward. Come hell or high water. You are not stopping me. We overcome the enemy. Revelation 12 says, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, I'm going to quote God's word back at the enemy in my nightmare and not loving our life unto the death. You had to kill me to stop me. How many people you know like that? Not too many. But if you want to make a difference, if you want a dream to come true, you've got to have that spirit. So if we give up or concede our dreams, you're going to wander in a wilderness of stagnation the rest of your life. Like Israel, 40 years. What's your destiny? God's just waiting on us to die. And for 40 years, you just hear thump, 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 bodies just falling in the dirt, waiting to die because they backed off their dream, getting in the promised land. They're too big. Walls are too high. We be not able. Well, okay. And God just let them die in the wilderness. Now, they're busy going nowhere, doing nothing, just going in circles around the mountain, wearing out tennis shoes, just round and round and round. You know, people like that, just marking time, you know, come home, eat supper, burp, lay down, watch some TV, go back to bed, get up, do the same. What are they doing? Mark was waiting to die. No, no future, no destiny. I mean, if you're going to suffer, suffer with a plan for a future. Make it worthwhile. Make the enemy pay. Come on, make him pay. Don't you dare even think about giving up. So a nightmare, it's like a dream, but it's filled with hopelessness, despair, no escape. See, don't let the nightmare steal your dream. In Genesis 28, I think it's verse 18, it says, Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had laid his head upon. He set it up as a pillar, and he poured oil on top of it. So while Jacob had laid his head to sleep on that rock, God opened heaven and gave him a dream for his life and his future. Put your head, your mind, your thinking on the rock, Jesus, and God's dream will come true. If you get a dream from God, you can build your life on it. Jacob called that place Bethel, house of God. That pillow became a pillar. What are you laying your head on? John laid his head on Jesus, and that's how he could endure the nightmare of exile on the island of Patmos. He was alone there, but he had learned where to lay his head and rest, and it was on Jesus. And suddenly, God opened the heavens and gave him the 22 chapters of Revelation. He had a dream while living in a nightmare. See, you can't get one without the other. Now, I'm speaking to somebody who needs to get determined this morning, who needs a spirit that says, I will not quit, I will not give up, I will not let up, because I know what God has promised me. And you can live on that, build on that, endure on that. 
God started it. God will finish it. Philippians 1.8 says, That which I have begun in you, I will perform it unto the day of Jesus. It hasn't got an age limit on it. It hasn't got a time limit on it. It doesn't have any of that circumstances on it. God says, if I promised it, you forget about the circumstances. I will do it. It may be a short time. It may be a long time. But I will do what I said. I will extend your life. If I promised you to be the father of many nations uh, and you're 100, we're going to have a baby. Paint the nursery. Put, put a crib in there and some mobiles because we're going to have a baby. If I promised it, it's going to happen. I don't care what happens. So it's just interesting that we sometimes forget about that. The nightmare gets loud the closer you get to the dream. And sometimes at that moment, God chooses to go silent. And that's why a lot of people quit. But in that moment, you have to walk by faith. I'm walking on the word. I'm walking on the promise because I have nothing to see. I'm like a pilot in the clouds. I'm flying on instruments. My focus is on my instruments. I'm not trusting what I feel or what I can't see. I see my instruments telling me you're straight and level. You're not in a turn or a dive. You are flying exactly safely as you should be. Well, that's exactly what I do when God's silent. He hadn't changed his mind. He doesn't contradict his word. I just didn't know that was coming up. But I'm still walking on his word and his promise to me, regardless of the circumstances. So I'm not going to give up now. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to walk by faith in the word God gave me. Don't let anybody else's opinion become your reality. The nightmare you're walking through doesn't mean the dream isn't real. Ten men, get this, ten men And their opinion kept three million Israelites in a wilderness for 40 years. That whole crowd let 10 stinking men become their reality. Well, my professor said, well, my mother said, well, my uncle said, well, my stepfather said, well, my teacher said, what did God say? Who cares what they said? If God made you a promise, it will come true. You don't walk in the reality of somebody's opinion. King Saul had an opinion. David, you can't defeat that giant with that dumb slingshot. You need my armor. You need my spear. You need my sword. But David refused to let Saul's opinion become his reality. And a lot of people quit right on the verge. I want to end this story from Genesis 21. Genesis 21, if you want to look there with me for a moment. Hagar has been forced to leave the home of Abraham with her child, Ishmael. This is in Genesis 21, verse 17. And God heard the voice of the baby, the boy. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the child where he is. Arise, lift up that child, hold him with your hands, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the child a drink. Now notice, Hagar is rejected by Sarah, forced to leave the home by Abraham, and nearly dies in the wilderness. She drops her dream, her baby, 
the child. And she places him crying under a bush to die. She's got no resources, no food, no water in a hot desert. She can't bear to hear this baby die or cry. So she goes far away so she can't hear him cry. But God heard the cry of that dream, that baby, crying out, which tells me something powerful. If you have a God-given dream, it can pray and cry to God even if you have given up on it. That dream cries out to God because God gave it. And Hagar had given up and dropped her dream and put it under a bush and walked away. She knew her dream was dying, but her dream was crying out. See, God didn't hear Hagar. He heard the dream. And God said to the mother, go back. And I hear God saying to some of you and some of you watching online, I want you to go back to the dream that you have abandoned. Pick it back up. I am not finished with it. I know it's a nightmare right now, I know, but if you'll endure the nightmare, you're going to experience the dream. And it's time to pick back up that discarded dream and dream it again. Pick it back up. Hold that dream up to me, God says, and watch me bring my power, my life, my resurrection on those dreams. Dream again. Pick it up. And then God showed Hagar where the water was. He showed her how to keep the dream alive. So I'm telling somebody, dream again. You know, I don't get an exemption out of this either. I've got to preach and declare God's word and promises even if I'm in a nightmare. Let's say I have little children. They're all grown now, but they're, what, they're not living right or some one of them's not living right. I have to continue to stand and declare God's promises. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My children are the seed of the righteous. They shall inherit the earth. They shall be mighty in the land. I mean, circumstances are horrible, but I have to declare what God says. If you face a health issue, a financial issue, a relationship issue, I have, to, I have to endure the nightmare just like you. And I've had to say over and over throughout my many years of life or in any nightmare, someday God will. Someday God will. I don't know when. I don't know how. Someday God will. And every time God did. And God will for you as well. So it may not be instant. It may not be this second. But you know that that promise of God is irrefutable. The call, the call of God and the gifts of God are irrevocable. God does not change his mind. He has not changed his mind about any of you, none of you. Pick up those dreams you put down. Pick them back up. My circumstances will not change God's promises. What do you walk on when you're in a nightmare? I'm walking on his promise. I'm walking on his words by faith. And I want to declare, hell, you can't have my children. You can't have my family. You can't have my health. You can't have my future. Hell, you cannot stop my dream. This is you shouting back at it. Addiction, immorality, rebellion. You cannot have me, nor my children. Pick back up those dreams. Remember, delay is not denial. Dream again. Hey, let's do something. Let's get up on our feet for a second and shout like we believe that what God said, God is able to perform. Come on. Lord, we bless you. We praise you, mighty God. Your promises are immutable. 
They are eternal. They are everlasting and unchanging. We bless your name. Now, just for a second, heads bowed. How many of you have abandoned your dream? For whatever reason, you feel like it's not going to happen. You know, God is saying to you this morning, I want you to dream again. God is saying to some of you, it's time. It's time to pick up that dream and dream again. So why don't we just lift our hands symbolically to represent the dream we've abandoned. Hold them before heaven and say, God, I'm going to trust you with this dream like never before. Say with me out loud, everybody. Jesus, I trust you. From this morning forward, I believe my dream will live. I am picking my dream back up. I choose to dream again in Jesus' name. Now give him a little praise one more time. Come on. Give him a little praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, mighty God. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. Follow me by visiting the links in the description. I'm praying today that God richly blesses you this entire week.